I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from Alola's Battle Royale Dome, it's the one, the only Puckle Battlecast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to this month's edition of Battlecast. I am your host, Seth Vilo, here with one of the best co-hosts that has the biggest brain that loves noodles just like me. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Mr. Claude Nine. Hello! I see you had noodles out of your mouth for that time. I know. That's a very good thing. (laughs) You and me both. They're stuck in my mouth and I can't get them out. Uh, My room smells like ramen. It's great. I love it. I'm in the right mood for this kind of... For this kind of content creation. (laughs) And boy, are we in for a doozy today. Boy, are we. You guys already know by clicking the link, but today we're going to be discussing team building, which is a really cool topic, I think. We've got a really cool, interesting thing we've never done before lined up for you. But before that, there's just a couple things that we like to do beforehand. So, Claude, what's your flavor of the month? What's what's What have you been kind of doodling around with on the ladder? Well, I mean, I doodle, I've doodled around with a lot of things. I haven't doodled much in OU recently because I was did a lot of preparation for the Summer League, which should be up on the YouTube, I think, at some point this week, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And that got rid of my OU mindset. <laughs> but other than that, uh, it's just little bits of draft and team building and whatnot. And, you know, just trying out new things. Like, well, the topic teams for this week. But mm-hmm. What about you? What have you been toying around with in that toy box of your imagination? <laughs> well, I was pl- I've was i been playing with OU because that's just what I do. And I've been doing all the trends that we're going to talk about here in a couple of minutes. I'm, I feel like I'm partially to blame for that. But um, one of the other things that I've been trying to do, I ended up not doing it, was thinking about teams for our Kanto versus the World Tournament that's going on right now. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think we've got 16 people that signed up for that, which is awesome. And I wish good luck to all of you guys. I could not, <laughs> I couldn't put a team together Neither that I liked I. enough. Uh, I think I had seven or eight teams built just sitting in my like Smogon team builder file. And I'm like, I don't know which, what, what I want to do. And then I helped, I think, two or three people build their teams because I knew I wasn't going to participate in it. I just don't have the time for it right now. But yeah. It's a super interesting meta. I've like a couple things I've like determined is these are the major threats of either side, and it's just mm-hmm. a matter of how can you counter and beat that. Mm-hmm. What do you predict we'll see the most of now that people have submitted their rosters and everything? What do you predict will um, we'll be seeing a lot of, or is the big thing? I th- I want to say we're going to see more world than Kanto, okay. but I think it's going to be kind of split. Because yeah. a lot, of, like, the Kanto vs. World matchup is very different than them vs. each other. Yeah, especially with the rule that you only have, if you're going World, you only have one of each generation, which is yeah. really cool. Oh, yeah. Because I'm thinking, like, the big threats, like, in my mind, it's hard to have built a team in Kanto that doesn't have Zapdos on it, or Clefable. I agree. Or, like, any of these big threats that, like, uh, a Halucho doesn't want to deal with. Right. 
So I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what that meta shapes up to be. Because mm-hmm. I know if I was doing it, I would have gone world just because I wanted to get, uh, I, have, I had a couple of fun plans. <laughs> uh huh. But we'll see what happens. I'm look, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. But that's the that's kind of the current things that we're doing. That's also the current tur- tournament that's going on in Puckle right now. So that's where we are. We've only got a couple months left. It's we're in the final stretch, folks. It's kind of crazy to think about that. Two months from now, we'll all be neck deep in Sword and Shield, especially now that they just announced Aegislash and Sableye are going to be in there. I'm tickled. Do you think it's going to get immediately banned to Ubers? Oh yeah, for sure. Especially with the limited pool of things that will be al- allowed in OU. There's there's nothing that can outpower creep Aegislash, especially now that things like Megas are gone too. Not that we know of. Not that we know of, that's true. They might come out with something, I still... Or they may re- redo the type chart again, who knows? A ghost might have resists again. And I don't know. Or they may just nerf Aegislash. That too. They've Always possible. They've toyed with the stats before. Yeah. We could see him go backwards. But what we're going to do now, we're going to transition into what we cover every month, and that is just a recap of how the Smogon tiers are going. So we'll be right back with tier time. What's the T with the tiers? <laughs> Welcome back, and it's time to discuss tiers in tier time. And I can't wait for the literal T Pokemon to come out so I can change the name of this segment. I am so excited. <laughs> But anyway, as we usually do, we're going to be starting with the top. So, Claude, what's happening in Ubers? He says sarcastically. Nothing. Uh, Cool. I mean, the only hype is around, there's been a lot more of a resurgence of, or I should say resurgence, but like people are using more Xerneas and Ultra Necrozma to more effectiveness, which means Mm. they're looking to, you know, bump up their viability rankings from a and A plus to A plus and S minus, just because of how good they are. But that's about it. And that's the biggest change you'll ever see in Ubers <laughs> until November. Why can't they just give us regular Blaziken? I don't know. I don't even know at all. Especially now that they've banned Baton Pass. I don't know why they can't do that. <laughs> Whatever. Oh well. Okay. Anyway, on that, just kind of transitioning to that idea in ou a couple things are happening one is that people are all hyped up about specially defensive swords dance glyscore or just glyscore in general it's huge at the moment that's the big thing it's got enough speed to outspeed modest heatran as opposed to timid which is what it used to run and then all the rest of it goes into hp and special defense it's a great toxapex killer slash taker advantage of mm-hmm. her that's a word and it's just surprisingly hard to knock out and counter unless you have ice coverage specifically or are named ash greninja yeah. so for the past three weeks it's been the number one thing used in the snake draft which is very impressive out used landorus therian that people use the other flying ground type they actually know one exists i was i was shocked well, the fact that it can't be toxic, or it wants to be toxic, is a huge, huge thing. Because mm-hmm. now you don't have, you're not inflicted with any status that's going to hurt you. And you get to, you're bulky enough to survive many hits. And then you can also set up. And I believe they usually run facade as well. Correct. And so you have the toxic orbed facade, which is just a very powerful attack. And when you're on a bulky mon that only gets stronger, mm-hmm. it can break through offense and defense very well Mm -hmm. even firing him off without a sword stance it's impressive Mm -hmm. i've been using a lot of glyscore in general the past like month or so and only recently changed it to sword stance from things like stealth rock or defog it's great oh i love it so another thing going on it's it's now fall it's officially fall now and we can expect rain i guess because that's something that happens when when weather changes. So tell me about rain, Claude. <laughs> okay. Um, so the other tournament that's going on in the I believe the Smogon world is the OLT. That I believe they're in the currently in their round of sixteen right now. And the official ladder tournament I think was four weeks of you have to ladder as high as you can within that week. Uh, with the goal being to be the top, I think eight of each week. 
at the top of the ladder, mm-hmm. and when you're in a best-of-one scenario and you don't know what you're going to play against, Rain is a really good choice. Because if they yeah. don't have an answer, or they lose their one answer to Rain, Mega Swampert can wipe teams away by itself. Mm-hmm. And it's specifically powerful with Manaphy, because that Tail Glow Ice Beam eats Tangrowth alive. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, Manaphy's been seeing a big spike. I know it got recently a couple of analysis updates just because to to account for current trends and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's big. It's huge. Rain is huge. And yeah. you mentioned off air, it's like a core of four that are always on rain teams. Oh, yeah. And then the last two are somewhat interchangeable. What's that? I think it's usually, you always see Pelipper, Swamper, Ferrothorn, Tornadus, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then you can switch the other two between, you can throw in like Coco Halucha or like Manaphy or Greninja or whatever you want to throw on there. Yeah, it's it's very potent and good if you want a really powerful team really quickly. Mm-hmm. But there is one thing that's coming up quite frequently that is a kind of a counter to it. Mm-hmm. And that would be my my beautiful girl, Mega Latias. Latias, you have my heart forever. Uh, but it is... Great. It's seen a real big resurgence. Uh, more than Mega Alakazam, which was the big hype Mega. Uh, it, it's, there's a little bit of a rotation on what the best Mega in OU at the, at the current moment is. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's Latias because it's bulky and can. It has exactly the coverage it needs for the current trends. It can run Thunder for all these teams around Rain and can really take advantage of said Rain. It has Ice Beam, which is on like. I don't know, 70% of all Latias to stop Garchomp, Lando T, Tornadus, Gliscor. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really good anti-meta thing. It rarely runs Stab anymore. It's interesting. But, you know, if you have good coverage like that, you don't need it. And Mega Latias also has really good partners that are also seeing a bit of hype slash resurgence. If you have Mega Latias and Ferrothorn on the same team... That makes Rain a lot better of a matchup for you. And when you have those two on the same team, you naturally start pairing it with other things that control hazards like Clefable, Toxapex, even a Gliscor of your own or Ditto to counter things. The team kind of just falls into place incredibly easily around um, stacking hazards on your yeah. side. So, And that's why it's used commonly versus Rain because the Rain matchup is very much, all right, wait till Rain is over and you win. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you can whip out a surprise thunder from the Latias on uh, a Pelipper thinking it was going to eat something, or even Tornadus, like you said, you, you can really crack open the rain team before they can have a chance to respond. It's doing good. Yeah. But that's kind of OU. Not much is going on there. There's, uh, I would bet money there's not going to be any other suspects between now and November, in OU anyway. There may be but, one, just for fun. But I, I doubt there'll be any suspects in OU. Yeah. Speaking of potential suspects, Claude. <sighs> so I don't know why you gave me this topic to talk about UU, but there has because been... Because we're going back and forth. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Easy. Continue. But there has been a call to a lot of the UU, like on the forums, for something to be done about stall in UU. Because UU is a very bulky, bulky tier right now. And stall teams are just very annoying and tough to deal with when everything is bulky. Because if you can just outlive mm-hmm. everyone's bulk, you win. Because there's just not mm-hmm. enough hyper offense or hyper offense that can beat um, that can beat the stall. The offense is mm-hmm. not as strong as the defense, which is I think the real ba- like misbalance there. But right. I mean, they're talking about various things about how. Like, maybe Pukamuku needs to be banned, or Blissey, or either, like, one of those big fat mons that just are not a lot of fun to deal with, or something like uh, the ability unaware, or Regenerator, something that can just help them not be as good as they are. Mm-hmm. One of the really bulky cores and one of the really unbreakable cores is Blissey plus Unaware plus Regenerator. Yeah. And that is incredibly hard to crack through. Uh, whether your unaware thing is Pukumuku or Quagsire or anything else that gets it. Heck, even Clefairy? No, that doesn't get it. No. I lied. I lied. But something with unaware just to stop the craziness down there. Mm-hmm. 
it's really good, and then wish to just heal up all the rest of your stuff. It it creates a situation that people don't like facing, yeah. and and it stalls not like the main meta. Like the main Pokemon are still like you still have your Scizors and your Crocodiles that are very high up there on the ladder mm-hmm. that are almost seen all the time, but you can also just build those mons to be stally if you want them to be. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of the like indecision comes from. It's just if you're always playing it and no one really enjoys it, mm-hmm. something ha- something should be done. But w- we'll see what happens. I mean, it's just people talking about what's next. Yeah. A lot of people are recommending one thing one way or the other, including the uh, actual moderators of the forums down there. So they're getting involved. There's probably going to be something in the next bit but who knows well maybe because the tier will most likely be dead come november yeah or at least highly minimized and not a priority they're going to want to sort out ou first before we get into the uh other ones well yeah and this is gen 7 ou i always start gen 7 uu yeah like you don't talk about any of the other gens uu very much like it's going to become a smaller niche area if anything yeah exactly but moving on to even more of a niche area, um, <laughs> we've got RU, which I think is on the chopping block come Gen 8, but that's beside the point. I don't think it's on the chopping block. I think there's, I think PU is on the chopping block come Gen 8. Yeah, I, I don't know, both of them probably, but in RU, absolutely nothing is happening. They were having a lot of those re- retests and things. Those are long since concluded, um, and there aren't really even any particular trends going on right now since last Battlecast. It's kind of the same that it was. So, but I think that, I think that's the good thing about RU right now. Yeah, is that there is no like one big thing that's a threat that people have to deal with. It's a very mixed bag of oh, all these things can work if you choose the right way to do it. Yeah, and that's that careful line you walk between staleness and state and um, stable. I think half that comes because it's the least played, but... That too. That too, for sure. So, on to NU. What have you got, Claude, since your friend is gone? Yeah, I know. Poor Vileplume is gone. But, I mean, they're talking about... It's the same thing with UU, where they're talking about the big things that are annoying to deal with. And it's not stall down here. There are three things that are just causing a lot of annoyance. Being Incineroar, Toxic Spikes, and Heliolisk. Most of which were dealt with by Vileplume. Or Vileplume mm-hmm. could, could check all of them. Because you br- if you brought in Incineroar on, like, a strength sap, Vileplume can yeah. now wall it. Which, is the fun, right. which was the fun part. And now that it's gone, those things are much more prevalent and harder to deal with. So, but that's a recent, like, very recent, like, past couple weeks kind of a thing. I'm like, okay, these are the annoying things to deal with. But it's still just adjusting to the Vileplume being gone. So mm-hmm. we're in this weird kind of transition period at the moment but yeah that's it what i was sensing most people were particularly eh against was just toxic spikes incineroar and heliolisk you can kind of deal with depending on things yeah i was seeing the most animosity aimed at toxic spikes in the in the forums so well i don't remember there i don't think there is a very good or prevalent poison type the best one is garbodor which is Mm -hmm. then setting up your own exactly it doesn't really it doesn't really help the problem no um but if you don't have, if there's only one good poison type, having toxic spikes becomes incredibly useful because if you're not running it yourself, you're weak to it. Yep, exactly. Or you're running Rotom, and those are your answers. Or, or anything that flies at that point. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's... And... You want to talk about PU? You bet. I was about to say, on to our final tier, and one of my up-and-coming new favorites that i just want to use is gaining traction down there since the guzzlord band and that is electros i'm gonna i like this pokemon i've always liked electros but i think it needs more love and it's getting it down in pu which is good yeah it's commonly been paired with victory bell for a really potent breaking core because not really anything wants to switch into electros especially when its stats are you know, comparable to everything down there. And OU, who cares? And its move pool but is down incredible. There, oh my gosh, it's got one of the most extensive, crazy move pools I've ever seen. And that's from evolving from Tynamo, which learns exactly four moves. Ooh. That's it. No egg, no anything. This is all like Tutor and TM that Electros gets. And if you name a TM, 
there's a chance Electros gets it. Which I think is a really cool design for a Pokemon. Yeah. It's, it has like the Magikarp syndrome to it, where it's weak, weak, weak. It evolves and ooh, this is actually pretty cool. Just not to yeah. that extreme. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of a weird, different extreme. Like, it's an electric type that floats, so no weakness. Mm-hmm. Then it's got flamethrower to it? What? Oh, yeah. What? A Giga- fire-breathing eel. Yeah, it gets Giga it. Drain, Acid Spray, U-Turn, and Volt Switch, which is super cool. The punch moves? Oh, yeah. Ugh, it's great. But that's been gaining a lot of traction as something just kind of to be a, a breaker in the vacuum since Guzzlord. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really there to replace it. It's always been there. It's just that people are noticing it and... It's kind of just being used more and more now. Um, as I said, it's paired with Victory Bell a lot of the times to just create this really potent wall-breaking core. Uh, there are also whispers of Kingler coming back down, being retested. It's not confirmed or anything, so don't take our word for it. But there are there are those whispers that they might do a quick Kingler retest to allow it back in PU before um, the Sun and Moon meta is up. So, yeah, yeah. kind of fun. It can certainly beat something with its gigantic crab hammer. Well, that and it's just the sheer force is yeah. makes it very powerful. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that might be fun to see. Um, but really, that kind of covers all the tiers. That really does cover what's going on. We are in the end game, folks. I know I've said it for the past <laughs> couple of battle casts, but it becomes more and more stark how much we're in the end game as every month comes by. Next month, I doubt there's going to be anything to talk about. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. I don't even know if we'll be able to do this segment come November's Battlecast because the meta will be a week old. Who knows? We may have had we may have the data mine for Sword and Shield and it could all be theory crafting. That's true. We could be a, like a month in. Who knows? We don't we don't have any confirmation of any kind of demo or something like that but we we don't if it, all if we can anything, do is hope exactly and it's kind of like sublime said in the episode this week the only rule is that there are no longer any rules <laughs> we have no clue so with that without further ado we are going to just jump into this topic and i'm super excited for you so we'll see you in a second and now for our main topic Welcome back, everybody. We are on the topic. We have arrived. It's here, and it's something different than we've ever done a topic on before. What we did this time, instead of picking a particular meta, a particular ladder, a particular event that happened recently, we are going over the fundamental basics of team building and things that are different between different tier types and team types not tier types i'm silly but (laughs) team types yes so what we did we reached out to three members of the puckle community and we asked each one of them to construct a team for us however we asked each one of them to construct it around the same pokemon we gave them no other information than that and we let them go. We gave them a couple weeks and we got their teams back. And just looking at them from that basic level, it's astounding what people come up with just with play style and team style and all that kind of stuff, even around the same Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So, and Claude, just to note, we these people that we asked, we believe have varying skill levels. So it's going to be an interesting way to see how different yeah. people of different skills build. And different people of different play styles. Exactly. That's the other big one. Not not only, not just like skill level or like how competitive you are on the whatever ladder, but these are people that are known for their play style and they didn't let us down by giving us the team that we were kind of expecting. Nope, not at all. So, not at all. We're going to leave all but one of their names anonymous for this. Um, you can try and guess who's who if you're listening. Uh but we're going to leave all but one because one of them happened to make a YouTube video about his team. So we're going to show you his direction to uh, let you watch some of his battles with his team. But that'll be later on. Yeah. So what Pokemon did we pick, Claude? So we picked Volcarona. And that that was for a couple of reasons. One, we wanted to pick a Pokemon that was OU. So that way 
we couldn't say, oh, you could use this Pokemon in different tiers. No, this we wanted OU Pokemon. So this was be done. This was all conducted in the OU tier. That it's also the most approachable tier, exactly. honestly. And we also wanted a Mon that could be used on every single type of uh, team. Whether you're hyper offense, balance, bulky offense, stall. Yeah, it can be used on stall. Surprise! It's it's sometimes seen as a defogger on stall. Can you believe that? <laughs> Only you. Only you. I know. It's such a good counter to things like Kartana and Mawile, and fortunately for you guys, no one ended up using it on a stall team, so we'll have some actual sweeper Volcaronas for you, but it can be used on basically any type of team, and that's one of the reasons we picked it. That and another reason we picked it is because it has a very unique weakness to it, mainly being rocks. And Mm -hmm. hazard control is a very important thing to think about when building a team in OU or any tier in general. And we wanted a mod that had a clear weakness to it, so it forced an emphasis on, oh, I need to find a way to defog or get rid of these hazards or play accordingly so that way they aren't an issue. Exactly. Had we gone and said build a team around Lander Therian, for instance, that wouldn't have been as fun or shown Mm-mm. skill and playstyle differences as much because you can use Lando like Volcarona on every team, but it doesn't have the team building restrictions and weaknesses that Volcarona does. No. Whereas Volcarona is kind of a build around around me type of Pokemon. Where it, exactly. you can't just throw it onto a team without thinking about it. Yeah, you have to consider the hazard problem. You have to consider um, its own coverage. What stabs are you running? What item are you running? Mm -hmm. Things like that are all things you have to think about on a team with Volcarona. Yes, especially because you have to deal with two of the biggest threats in the metagame that are quote-unquote checks to it, being Mm -hmm. Heatran, Toxapex, and Ash Greninja. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to look at how do you face these big threats. And I think... All three of the people we asked did a great job. Oh, I agree with you completely. They can each handle each one of those threats as well as really showcase something that Volcarona can do to walk in and win the game in addition to the rest of the team. They they all did a really good job with that. And they all did it in a different way, exactly. which is really cool. Yes. So we're going to go ahead and start with what we're calling Team A. These are in no particular order, um, but we're going to go ahead and start with that one. So the team members, we'll just go through them. I'll, I'll just run through them really quickly. Uh, we've got Volcarona at the front, obviously. It's got Buginium Z, Max HP, not Max HP, what am I saying? Max Special Attack and Max Speed with Fire Blast, HP Ground, Bug Buzz, and Quiver Dance. Then followed by Kartana with a Choice Scarf, Max Attack, Max Speed, Jolly Nature, Leaf Blade, Sacred Sword, Knockoff, and Defog. Next in the list, we've got Landorus Therian, to no one's surprise, with Focus Sash, Max Attack, Max Speed, Jolly Nature, Moveset, Stealth Rock, Earthquake, Explosion, and Rock Tomb. Standard Suicide Lead. Lando. Uh, Lando yeah. T. Uh, paired up with Lando, we have a Mega Diancy, with the, or Diancy with the Diancinite. Um, a Hasty Nature with Max Special Attack, Max Speed, with Stealth Rocks, Moonblast, Diamond Storm, and Earth Power. Next, we've got Zapdos holding Leftovers Ability Static with EVs of 248 HP, 240 Defense, and 20 Speed with a Bold Nature to outrun things like Tyranitar. Its moveset is Discharge, Roost, Heat Wave, and Defog. And finally, we have Azumarill with a Citrus Berry with the ability Huge Power, 4 EVs and HP, and then Max Attack, Max Speed, Adamant Nature with Belly Drum, Aqua Jet, Play Rough, and Knock Off. And that's the team. So you can play back if you need a recovery and whatever you're, whatever you're looking on with us. So the first thing I want to point out, this team had the most ways of dealing with the hazard problem. Yes. It had Zapdos and Kartana for dealing with it directly with Defog. It also had... Um, Diancy, which magic bounces and also sets its own rocks. It also had the Lando T, which sets rocks by itself as well, mm-hmm. which kind of is cohesive with this because you have you have a lot of defog. You're going to defog at some point in the game and you want to get rocks back up. So it's kind of interesting to see two rockers, not very common, but when your first one's a suicide lead, 
it meshes with the rest of the team. Yes, and if it wasn't almost apparently obvious just by talking about it, this is a very offensive, kind of hyper-offensive team with a couple of maybe a defensive pivot if needed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that, that would be Zapdos, which is just kind of your bulky defogger, yeah. as well as possible counter to things like Kartana and Halucha, Ferrothorn. Halucha. Yeah. yeah. If you know the Ferrothorn has Thunder Wave, you don't want to switch in Volcarona, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good it's a good emergency stopper to something. Yes. It's also good to take advantage of U-turn to try and paralyze something. Um, no. That's pretty much the only defense, though, yes. on this team. Which is fine. We expected a hyper offense from this person. <laughs> and we got it. <laughs> and we got it. Yes, we did. And one of the things they pointed out is in their testing and in their ladder run, they have a newfound appreciation for Azumarill, which ended up taking a lot more games than Volcarona, oddly enough. Because it's just not something people as readily prepare for. And if you think about it, too... Either Volcarona or Azumarill is going to crack past Toxapex and allow the other to get through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's an interesting way about it. And because the Volcarona only has HP ground, well, it, it's a better answer to Heatran. It's its Toxapex matchup is not nearly as good. So having mm-hmm. the Azumarill to just knock off the uh, Black Sludge gives it more of a chance to try and come in and clean up. Yeah. And knock off into play into something has a good chance of just dealing a lot of damage to a Toxapex mm-hmm. before it gets the chance to um, to haze away your boost. Yes, and the other thing so. with this team is it's as it, while it is very offensive, that makes it very reactive. So you could do something if you get put in a like behind situation by any chance, or you lose one of your threats. It's now you're mm-hmm. on the back foot and have to play almost predicting what your opponent's going to do to get yourself back in because you can't just set up on every mon right exactly you have to carefully time your opportunities to set things up depending on what's in front of you Mm -hmm. and that that's kind of a key point of how offense works like one of the things that you have to train yourself when you're playing especially hyper offense which i would say this is on the border of being is forget that you have a switch button Mm -hmm. because not only do you lose momentum that way? But you can start weakening things and nothing happens on turns that you switch. Nothing. And that's not what offense wants to do. It It's trying to rip off as much HP of the opponent as possible every turn of the game. And well, the main purpose of this is to set up. So like, I can see switching yeah. around specifically to like Diancy or Lando or even Zapdos just to give yourself a right. better position. So you can then double switch or make another play that could help you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, as you would put, it's very reactive. Yeah. And if you lose control of the situation, it takes a lot to get it back. Yeah. So I mean, one big weakness with the team that I found when testing on my own was uh, Ash Greninja. I mean, mm-hmm. you have an Azumarill, but that's it. You have an Azumarill. And... Azumarill can only take so many hits before it dies, and if Azumarill's gone, nothing wants to take a Hydro Pump or a Water Shuriken at that point. Yeah. Your biggest breakers are things like Kartana, Volcarona, Diancie. Those all fall. Even Kartana through the resistance, those all fall to Water Shuriken. Yeah. Because Kartana is absolute garbage when it comes to special defense. Yes. And Zapdos can be overwhelmed with either of Greninja's stabs. Mm Mm-hmm. And Azumarill can, too, because it often carries spikes. So if it sets up a couple layers of those, not only are you possibly blocking the belly drum, but you're just wearing it down. Yeah. Uh, so if hazards go up versus this team, it's a it, while you do have options and ways to defog, that is not something you want to do. Like, mm-hmm. your defog should be, okay, I'm going to defog here, die on their attack, and then go into Volcarona, set up a Quiver Dancer 2, and win the game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Th- that should be the way a lot of this works. And I think that's yeah. what it does very well is, all right, let me break through their team. All right, cool. Either find, explode on Lando or do something and or sack him on and go into Volcarona and win the game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Volcarona or Azumarill, because as you put it, you just kind of, at the beginning of team preview, you pick a sweeper and you end the game with that yes. sweeper. You, you choose your win con from the beginning. And yeah. That's that's pretty much how this one goes. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's yeah. that's team A. We asked this person 
for a team around something that could be hyper offense and we end up getting basically hyper offense <laughs> it's kind of what we were thinking all right and let's go over to team b which is mm-hmm. um we we expected something a little different from this person mm-hmm. um they always throw in some sort of niche tech somewhere mm-hmm. and it's definitely it serves them well it really does yeah um so and so start go ahead and start off uh, starting off with this one we have a volcarona with the cycinium z um max i mean timid max special attack max speed i believe all of them are timid max special attack max speed and you can cho- you can choose where you want to put those last four evs whether it's special defense or defense i think for volcarona pro tip it doesn't matter no uh it does not <laughs> matter at all um so long as it's not hp yes and with the moves Bug Buzz, Fiery Dance, Quiver Dance, and Psychic. Next on there, we've got Tapu Lele holding a Choice Scarf. Obviously, it's got Psychic Surge. Its EVs are Max Special Attack, Max Speed, Timid Nature with the move Psy Shock, Moon Blast, Focus Blast, and Nature's Madness. Up next, we have Magnazone with the Choice Specs with the ability Magnet Pole. The EVs are 252 Special Attack, 4 Special Defense, for, and then 252 speed. Uh, Timid Nature with Thunderbolt, Volt Switch, uh, Flash Cannon, and Hidden Power Fire. Next, we have Magirna holding Leftovers. EVs are 248 HP, 28 Defense, 232 Special Defense with a Calm Nature. It has 6 Speed IVs, which are specifically to underspeed a Celesteela, so that you can absorb the Leech Seed and Volt Switch out. On that topic, the moves are Flash Cannon, Volt Switch, Pain Split, and Heart Swap. Then we have a Lander Therian with a Yachi Berry. The EVs are 32 HP, uh, 212 Attack, 120 Defense, and 144 Speed. Jolly Nature with Earthquake, U-Turn, Stone Edge, and Stealth Rock. And finally, we have Wash Rotom holding an Aguav Berry. EVs are 252 HP, 200 defense, 56 speed with a bold nature, moves of Hydro Pump, Volt Switch, Will-O-Wisp, and Defog. So where would you like to start on this team? Well, I would say that I was kind of expecting a general offense, and that's exactly what this is. It's not hyper. It's not a hyper offense. There's still a lot of um, bouncing and strategy and things that you have to do with this that don't match the hyper offense description. Um, but it is an offensive team. That is very much for sure. You could even say it has a little bit of a volt turn kind of core to it because three mons have mm-hmm. volt switch and one has U-turn. Mm-hmm. Which Yeah, it's it's a very bouncy team. I think that pairs really, really well with Volcarona. Yeah, it, especially given a particular the particular bouncers that he's got on here, yeah. specifically Rotom and Lando because things that Volcarona likes to eat likes to switch into Lando and Rotom, yes. mainly grasses. Mm-hmm. So it's an easy way to, like, oh, cool, I have a free turn I can set up now. Mm-hmm. And the other thing we notice immediately is that it is Psychium Z, so you do have that Z Psychic for the Tox effects, yeah. which means you really need a Heatran answer, which I think yeah. the team kind of struggles with. Mm-hmm. I mean, Without careful play around, I tend to agree. There's no obvious Heatran answer that can't be overwhelmed. That's yes. the best way I would put it. So... The two big things are, like, if you look at Heatran and then Ash Greninja, both of them, like, the, the switch into both of those is Rotom. Yeah, and exactly. Rotom can only take so many before it is taken down. Granted, you do have yeah. the Psychic Surge from Tapu Lele to prevent the uh, Water Shuriken, which is really nice. So you do have the ability to outspeed it, but right. you have to play particularly around that. Yeah, and you do have the Aguav Berry, so that does help in getting you in certain ranges, but you only have that once. There's no Recycle or anything like that. There's no Pain Split. That's its only form of recovery, and it only happens once. And it's also important to notice that that is his only form of hazard control. Yes. That's his Defogger. I do think it's fine to have just one Defogger with a Volcarona, because mm-hmm. you want to you want to abuse rocks as much as you want your opponent to die. Your opponent wants to use them well as well. But you only need to defog right before you win. Yeah. Because his team is not weak to it. Right. The rest of his team is perfectly fine and doesn't mind it much. No. Uh, the other interesting thing is you have the like lure Lander Therian with the Yachi Berry. Yeah. That's so good. I know when playing, it came in clutch several times where like 
a Specs Tapu Koko would come in and be like, oh, I'm going to HP Ice and kill this Lando, and it wouldn't kill. And then you click Earthquake, and now their Tapu Koko is gone. Yeah. I feel like people are so conditioned for Scarf Lando that they forget other sets exist. I know, honestly, mm-hmm. I have. I expect the Scarf, and then I then it does the Z fly, and I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, it can mm-hmm. hold other items. I forgot. Or like even a Rocky Helmet I've seen and used quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, and this takes, the Yachi especially mm-hmm. takes big old advantage of that but as saying with the and that's where i think the magnezone kind of shines is where you have something like um the like a heatran or mm-hmm. any other like mon that really doesn't want to take these electric type well that are that doesn't want to take the oh, that let me rephrase this so heatran's an issue for this team <laughs> and magnezone can easily come in and nuke it with a thunderbolt i don't think it'll kill especially defensive heatran no. but if they're not running, I don't think that a regular no special attack invested Heatran kills Magnezone off the top of my head. Probably not with Lava Plume, which no. is what that set would be carrying. Yeah. But And so you can bop it with Thunderbolt or even just possibly outspeed some of the bulkier ones and keep Volt switching around mm-hmm. it. And yeah, that's the other thing. A very common switch into Magnezone is Lando, which Lando can go through this team kind of. Like, it can do a lot of work if Rotom's down, and Volcrona does not want to be taking it, like, any damage from it. Right. And yeah. if you can catch that with a flash cannon, it's yeah. really nice. Yeah. This team, I feel like what it aims to do is control the field. Like, it's the one that Team A would have a, tr- have a problem with if it messes with their momentum. Because mm-hmm. once this team grabs control, it kind of keeps it between Volt turning and certain traps as well as whittling down things like with Lele. Normally you see Psychic on Scarf Lele to um, really abuse it as much as possible because you don't have the power boost. This one runs Psy Shock for the specific purpose of starting the whittling down process on special defensive walls to let Volcarona come in and do its job. I was going to say you've also got the Magirna to kind of sort of mess with things like that between Heart Swap shenanigans. Um, you made a particular change after kind of messing around a couple things, though. Yeah. What was that? So I switched it from the Leftovers Heart Swap uh, Pain Split variant to just in, like a standard AV with, I think, uh, Fleur Cannon and Iron Head. Mm-hmm. Because I found this this team is kind of weak to Chansey. Granted, I did not face a Chansey when playing with this team, thank God. But mm-hmm. there really isn't a big way to deal with it. Right. Um. But I, I understand why the pain split and the heart swap is there, because this set can just PP stall a Chansey. Yep. And that, yeah, you can. That's what it would do. And Chansey would not appreciate that at all. Nope. Well, it also makes yeah. for a cool Reuniclus stop. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the only way Chansey wins against Magirna is if it doesn't recover, and then now it's put into a range where it dies to any of these other special threats. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a one-for-one one it has to go, and most people don't want to risk their chancy uh, like, against a Magirna when there's a Volcrona, a Tapu Lele, and a Magnezone. Right, exactly. The way I put it is that nothing happens against this team without this team's permission. That's kind of okay. one way yeah. of thinking about it. And it's kind of like what we were saying. Even with the AV Magirna or something like that, it's very similar, where that's what this one aims to do as far as just yeah. pressure. It puts pressure, and that's how it controls the field. And that's what we expected. I would almost say that while the first team you have to play very reactive, this team is reactive. Like, it's almost Mm -hmm. the opposite of where, oh, okay, I'm going to try and do this and react to your opponent. Like, whereas you have to react to them, this team is like, okay, I'm just going to wait and just keep making them react to me. Mm -hmm. It's kind of predictive instead of reactive, in a way. That's it. Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't think of the word either for a little bit. Yeah, I, I know our team builder mentioned that this team is very weak to Zard Y. Yeah, yeah, I could see that for sure. I mean, even Zard at X with the right coverage is a little annoying to deal with. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Zard is scary for Volcarona teams. That's just kind of how yeah. it is with it being able to resist both your stabs and just you can't break past that. But one. with the Psychinium Z, you do one. have a way to break through it. Right. Exactly. So, and then and so that's this one. And on to team three. And if we haven't mentioned, all of these will, all of these teams will be in the description. Mm-hmm. And they'll be labeled so you can remember which one's which. Yes. So this is team C or team three, whichever one we want to call it. 
And I'll start off this one. We've got, surprise, Volcarona with Psyche MZ, Max Special Attack, Max Speed, Timid Nature with Quiver Dance, Fire Blast, Psychic, and Hidden Power Ground, no bug stab. On next, we have Tapu Fini with a Leftovers, Misty Surge, with the EVs of 248 HP, 16 Defense, 12 Special Attack, 40 Special Defense, and 192 Speed. And we believe this is a Calm Nature? We believe that, yeah, that's yeah. what we're thinking. He, we forgot the nature on there, but that's what we're thinking. Uh, calm Nature to outspeed Modest Heatran. Correct. And uh, with the moves Defog, Scald, Moonblast, and Taunt. Next up, we have Venusaur holding the Venusaurite to Mega Evolve. Its EVs are 252 HP, 172 Defense, 68 Special Defense, 16 Speed with a Bold Nature, moves Leech Seed, Sludge Bomb, Hidden Power Fire, and Synthesis. Next, we have a Jirachi with Leftovers, uh, 248 HP, 188 Special Defense, and then 72 Speed with a Careful Nature uh, with the moves Stealth Rock, Iron Head U-Turn, and Healing Wish. Next, we've got Zapdos with Pressure this time instead of Static. 248 HP, 188 Defense, 72 Speed. Timid Nature this time with Discharge, Heat Wave, Hidden Power, Ice, and Roost. And rounding off this squad, we have Greninja with a Choice Scarf with the ability Protean with the EVs of 252 Attack, 4 Special Attack, and 252 Speed, a Hasty Nature, with Rock Slide, Ice Beam, U-Turn, and Low Kick. Now, I believe this was both of our favorite teams from yes, the three. Yes, mainly because it's got the Firewater Grass Core, and he's after my own heart. See, for me, it's I love Choice Scarf, Greninja, and Zapdos, and these are both on this team. <laughs> and I really, really love the Feeny Venusaur Core. That's just mm-hmm. something I've... It counters a lot of things through the meta, so that's mm-hmm. a really good core to just kind of start whittling down walls and just directly countering things. And this person's known for having a very bulky offensive type of playstyle. Yeah. Or yeah. balance-ish, and this is very much that. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah. I, I think the uh, couple of interesting things is you have a Fire Blast on Volcarona versus Fiery Dance. Which, mm-hmm. Or even Flamethrower. I guess. Um... I, and that's interesting. I don't. I don't like Fire Blast on Volcarona. I don't like mm-hmm. missing my moves, so I think I always aim towards Fiery Dance, just because you could get a special attack boost, and that's just super nice to have. And then you don't have the yeah. Bug Stab, which is a little interesting. Because mm-hmm. like, there are certain matchups where it comes in a lot more in handy, like versus Tyranitar. Tyranitar now walls this specific Volcarona. Yeah, granted, it really does. You have other members of your team that can deal with it. But this one is completely walled basically by a Volcarona. I mean, by Tyranitar, because Hidden Power Ground, even at like plus one or plus two, is not going to be doing anything to that. Mm-hmm. But those are just the first couple of things I noticed. Um, Mega Venusaur is fat. Oh, it's so fat, and I love it. And it does such a good job at countering things like Kartana and um, Magirna and Mawile in some situations before it gets mm-hmm. too crazy, all of which are threatening, sort of. And this beats Celesteela. It does. Through um through Leech Seed and just waiting. Yeah. Uh, and then I love the HP Ice Zapdos. Because most people mm-hmm. don't expect it anymore. And they bring in their Landos. And you're like, oh, okay. And All right, then. Uh, a weakened Lando or a dead Lando is a good Lando. Yeah. And dead Gliscor is a good one. And Facade won't be hurting this particular Zapdos too much. Mm. Um, I don't know if HP Ice... I don't know if this Zapdos can take on especially defensive Gliscor, but... It can at least prevent it from having its way with the team, and that's kind of what you're after. Yes. I would say, oddly enough, you might have trouble with special defensive Gliscor. In the right situation, it can set up on Tapu Fini. Mm -hmm. Uh, Volk doesn't want to come in. Venusaur doesn't want to face it. Jirachi, obviously. No. Uh, Greninja and Zapdos and maybe just blasting it with Volcarona are your best options against special defensive Gliscor, unless... Well, yeah, I said Hidden Power Ice Zapdos. That at least ruins its day a little bit. It forces it to have to roost more often, which is what you're going for. Exactly. Yeah. I know. I I had a lot of success with this team when playing it on the ladder. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I... I'm not a huge fan of Scald on Finny right now. I really like Nature's Madness, but that's just me. Um, It's kind of a toss-up there because it's really what you want to counter. And Scald does a better job at countering Heatran, 
which I think is what he was going for, yes. because the Psychium Z Volcarona does a good job countering Toxapex. And well, he that's has really Power what Ground, be. too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But then, then you could drop that for Buzz, I guess. Mm-hmm. So my uh, point doesn't matter. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, I, I'm just thinking because you have... I've always been like, oh, if I could Nature Madness right here and weaken this down to half, I don't have to mm-hmm. deal with this right now. Or this right. becomes so exactly. much easier for me to to work with. Mm-hmm. But that's just, those were just my thoughts because uh, AV, AV Magirna can, or any Magirna can come in and you have to risk the Fire Blast on Volcarona, mm-hmm. which is not something you really want to do. Yeah. Or, or just sending in Venusaur and yeah. waiting. That's kind of a similar thing. I've really liked knockoff on Feeny personally. I've used mm-hmm. a team that was extraordinarily similar to this, um, just with a couple changes. I think I had Ashgren over Choice Scarfgren and something I don't remember with Jirachi and Zapdos on mine a while ago. Uh, but I had the Feeny Venusaur Volk core. It was incredible, and it's just. It's interesting because the way that this team is, it's kind of reactive in a way, but that's just, it's, it's kind of similar to offense and this, that's how it functions. If your opponent sends in X, you send in Y to counter X. And that's just how this style goes. Things like Kartana. You see Kartana, you automatically send in Venusaur immediately. Or, or if the Volcarona was bulky. Or... Yeah. Something something like yeah. that. You have ways and you counter what you see in front of you. Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily in control of the battle, but you control its outcome. Yes. You're not the one making the, like, I'm going to send in this and destroy the opponent decisions. You're making the, okay, you can't break past me decisions. The try me, sucker. I heal faster than you deal damage decisions. Yes. The other um, thing I really enjoyed with the team was that Jirachi had Healing Wish. So when you're like, oh gosh, I screwed up. I have a one-time free. Let me yep. re- let me try this again. Yeah, I will say, especially this, with the. Ch- Go ahead. Oh, so the team is though fairly weak to like a lot a Megalodius like that can set mm-hmm. up or even Reuniclus. Yeah, because you do not have that bug stab on Volcarona. Yeah, so that would that would ruin this. Mm-hmm. I mean, your only option is to taunt with Finny. Yeah, and then it's just a waiting game. Exactly. I if I were to make any changes, I would throw Bug Buzz and I think probably Bug Buzz over Hidden Power Ground. Yeah, maybe, and then drop Fire Blast for probably Fiery Dance, just because if you can get that extra attack bonus. It's... Heck, I would even make the Volcarona the physically defensive version, physically defense Quiver Dance. That one better serves at countering things like Mawile, mm-hmm. which could, you know, it can break past. Venusaur yeah. if it wants to. You can even find a way to throw, like, Earthquake onto Venusaur. Make it from yeah. cold to relax, and suddenly now, oh, Heatran can come in on Venusaur because it can't touch it. Mm-hmm. Now you have a counter. Or, like, you have a surprise check almost. Yeah. But I think this team does a really good job at just showcasing how Volcarona does on a bulky team, mm-hmm. where instead of being, you know, it's still the primary sweeper. It's still going to be the last Mon in at the end of the game. But the way it gets there is different. Whereas this, the first teams, you know, will blow past everything until there's only one other thing left on the team. This te- this one serves to just whittle down the, the opponent until it presents an opportunity for Greninja or three attack Zapdos or Volcarona to walk in and finish it off. It, it serves to put itself in the right situation to end the game when it finally decides that it's time for the game to be over, not through constant pressure. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing with this, is you have the ability to use it as a almost a pivot halfway through the time if you need to. Mm-hmm. And that comes with the ability Flame Body, which we've seen on all three of these teams. Yep. Which is <laughs> I like, was about to say. Which is like, oh, you know something's going to U-turn? Oh, cool, let me throw in Volcarona and see if I can catch a burn. Or, or something like that. Like, there have been... Like, the only other set that I've seen for Volcarona um, is... I really wish someone built around, like, the Roost set. The Roost Quiver Dance set. Yeah, that's, I think, the one I was talking about. Yeah. Where it's, oh, cool, you can be bulkier. Or I've even seen some run Giga Drain. Mm-hmm. Because even these, if you look at this versus, let's say, a Rain team. If you get up two, yeah. quiver, da- two quiver Dances, you beat Mega Swampert. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what other moves you have. Like, you can beat Mega Swampert if you have the 
bright coverage. Yeah. Which is super nice. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, yeah, I think Pelipper can potentially live some hits, depending on your moveset. Yeah. But if you can sneak Volcarona in on, like, the Ferrothorn mm-hmm. or something like that, that's entirely possible to crack through that team. I've seen some Volcarona teams from back in Gen 5 that were designed to be on a rain team, and they dropped their fire stab for Hurricane. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. And now with the advent of Fly and EMZ to tack onto that, I was I was hoping we'd see one in our in our submissions. I didn't expect it, but that was something I was hoping to see because Volcarona is just cool, and it patches up some of Rain's weaknesses a little bit, like especially to Ferrothorn, to Venusaur, to things like that that we were talking about earlier, to Latias even. It can patch up those rain weaknesses really well. Just don't use Fire Step. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think all these teams are pretty good. I mean, I was playing mm-hmm. on the ladder between like 13 and 1600, and they all did fine. Yeah, they so. did. And the other interesting thing is that there's there's a YouTube video of Team B, um, and he didn't lose. He didn't lose a battle. No. And... That's number one, because it's his team. He knows what he's doing, and he kind of has calcs in his head from things he's done in the past. But also, that's his style. That's just how his brain operates. So, Claude and I said we had the most success with Team C. That does not mean Team C is better than any of the others. Not it's at just all. that's how we happen to think and how we approach yeah. games and situations and get out of them. I think I know almost all of the Zapdos calcs at this point. Just because I've used it so much that I have a good idea of what it can do versus everything. So it becomes Mm -hmm. less of a, oh, well, let me think about what the right play is. It's, oh, nope, this is it. And when you can think and it becomes a lot more natural, like especially playing on cartridge, you save time, which you might need later. Or even if you're playing on the ladder, you're still saving this time that you could really use where, oh, I need to think. What is the right way to win the game? Mm -hmm. And you have that opportunity. Right. So what I want to recap as we kind of go over this is looking at, we cited a few weaknesses that the the Volcarona itself inherently has, and just kind of go over again how each one of these teams covered that specific weakness. So we'll start off with the obvious. All three teams did a great job in their own way of covering the hazard problem. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, there's, there is defog on each team. Mm hmm. I think each team has a multiple. Yes, each team has a main defogger, and one of them has two uh, as a another defogger and a hazard deterrent to Mm -hmm. help with that. Yeah, as well as offensive pressure for the first two Mm -hmm. for team A and B. Team Team C, it's just got an extremely bulky, reliable defogger that it can't heal, but it's hard to crack. So we talked about that. We talked about how it has a couple specific pokemon counters which are heatran ash greninja and toxapex and i think each team also covered those pretty well there's a couple weaknesses but that's Mm -hmm. more a thing about how strong heatran and ash greninja are than uh, a team building thing because those are hard to take into account for and they're gonna have teammates that'll help that'll hurt your stuff Uh, but each team has a way around those particular threats. If you think of the two main defensive pivots into Volcarona, it's Heatran and Toxapex. If you have Hidden Power Ground, you can beat Heatran. If you have Mm -hmm. Psychic, you can can beat Toxapex if you have Psychonium Z or have enough boosts. Right. Like, those are just two, like, alright, you pick one of those two coverage moves and you can basically stop that one counter. And then you have the offensive check of Ash Greninja, and I didn't even mention the Scarf Greninja, like regular Protean Scarf Greninja as a counter. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very true. Which is which which is featured on Team C, where it's the it's faster than Volcarona normally. So if you only have plus one, it comes in, it clicks Rock Slide, and you die. Yep. Yeah, and that's exactly what that move is on there for. I wouldn't say anything else. No. Yeah, that, that's I believe that's literally what it's for. I think oh, I've seen Keldeos run Stone Edge for the exact uh-huh. same reason on Scarf sets. Yep. Which is just showing respect to Volcarona of how dangerous it can be if left unchecked. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it's always important to know, figure out what Greninja you're playing against. Yeah, <laughs> very quickly figure that out. That makes a big difference. If you're up against the Scarf one, you need to figure out either A, how you're setting up two quiver dances before it gets in or 
how you can stop it. <laughs> or how on, what on earth are you doing? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and so the other thing that I would, I'd point out as a Volk weakness is it doesn't necessarily have the best coverage options, but between mm -mm. what moves they each picked for theirs and the teammates that they covered it with, I think they made great decisions on all three teams on how to come up, how to get around the four move slot syndrome, how to get around the fact that you're relying on hidden power in a lot of cases. They each did a really great job in, in doing that. Mm-hmm. And I also want to highlight yet again, and I know we mentioned it on every one and at the beginning, but Volcarona is a weird one that can be on any style of team, pretty much, so long as you do the right prep and do the right homework. And we've got three entirely instances of different team styles that it thrives on, it does great on. And that just goes to show how if you kind of have a play style in mind, you can make it work. You can make Pokemon work. You can make things happen um, as long as you kind of just put your head to it and come up with the best partners and have a plan going in. Yeah. It's not just a month that you could throw on any team. It's like, oh, I'm missing a sixth member. You can't just throw Volcarona on necessarily. Mm -hmm. But it's a bond that you can build around in any play style. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But yeah. I know I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun over the past like couple weeks playing with these teams. Yeah, I loved that we got them a little bit ahead of time uh, of recording this, so we could try playing with them mm -hmm. and just see the differences between them all. It was it was really cool, just kind of toying around with these different teams. And hats off to the three that we asked. Yes, thank again, you. yeah, like I said, they're going to re remain anonymous uh, for now. And you know, thank you so much for supporting the Battlecast project that we came up with. Yeah. Uh, if you guys like this and want to see us do this type of thing again with a new Mon in Gen 8, yeah. let us know and we'll find more people to build and have fun with. Mm-hmm. That's, that's something we like to do every couple months is something different than just analyzing a, a tier or something like that. Something that's a little bit more kind of almost educational. Something like that. Something Recapping how to do something or another. Like the one we did a little bit a while ago where we talked about status, not status, um, hazards. And now we've got this one just kind of covering the ideals of team building. So let us know if you like it. We'd love to hear your feedback. And that kind of leads us into the wrap-up segment, huzzah, which is come check us out on Discord, because that is where you can hear us and interact with us and tell us what you thought about this particular episode, as well as where things like the tournaments are happening and just where we all hang out on a pretty much 24-7 basis. You can reach out to us and find each one of us there. You can also follow us on other other social medias, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as a couple others that still exist, I think. But those are the big three. If you like what you hear and want to support the podcast in another way, there's a couple ways you can. One is through grabbing some merch on our T Public store. Link in the description. You can grab some cool stuff like throw pillows that Thatch is going on and on about all the time, or tapestries that that maniac Seth Vilo talks about all the time. <laughs> and you can grab some really cool merch there. They've got all sorts of fun stuff. You can also support us more directly by donating to our Patreon. Every cent that you give give us goes back to the community in some form or fashion, such as tournament prizes and events and making sure that you can understand what on earth we're saying through these microphones. So that's another more direct way to support us if you like. And finally, you're listening to us on Puckle Plus. You've probably already listened to us on the main Puckle feed, but if you don't, go check that out. It's the Great Ball as opposed to the... Oh gosh, what level is this ball? one? Level ball, I think. I think it's a level ball. Oh no. He, oh yeah, because you gotta level up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a level ball. I am good at this game. Um, yeah, it's the great ball. Listen to us every Monday and listen to our other shows. We've got the TCG cast on here on the Puckle Plus network. We've got Game Corner going on and you know, maybe other ones coming around the corner, like live shows or things like that. They're great. So until next time, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I, it's an interesting new thing that we wanted to try out. So go steal one of these teams. Go flood the ladder with Volcarona and give it the respect it deserves. It's a beautiful Mothra. Go watch the Godzilla movie and have appreciation for the <laughs> Mothra beauty. Uh, until next month, I am Seth Vilo. And I'm Claude Nine. And we'll see you next time on Battlecast.
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.